welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, December 24th, 2017, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, and I'm here with Maddie Love to have a serious talk with Marissa Alexa McCool and Callie Wright about the war on Christmas. This is normally an open conversation, and we normally would welcome and encourage your listener interaction, but unfortunately, we are pre-recorded today. So if you want, you can email us at radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at at Atheist Talk, and look at our Facebook at Atheist Talk. Maddie, Marissa, Callie, good morning, and welcome to Atheist Talk. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. I'm a longtime supporter and fighter in the war on Christmas. Excellent. Same. Same. I have been in the trenches for for years. That's what I was going to say. Every year we seem to be going through this battle. We seem to be fighting this thing. And, you know, we're obviously trying to get rid of Christmas, right? I am. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was the whole point of recording that Christmas special was that that would be the last Christmas. Uh, see, yes. I actually, I actually yeah, am. I mean, it, it's over, right? Callie and I are married. Like, what, what else can you expect from Christmas? It, it, that's just what we have to do. Oh, yes, I am fully behind all of this. Well, for listeners like that aren't, you know, for whatever reason, don't listen to Callie's show. Yeah, you, you want to clue us in? What hell's wrong with you? Well, no, no, wait, wait. To right. Be fair, so first of I all, what are you doing with your life? And. <laughs> Um, so my show is called The Gatheist Manifesto, and we uh, released a Christmas special last week. And uh, the the plot is – I'm not going to give spoilers because I am, I am way anti-spoiler. But the basic plot is that uh, kids coming out as transgender screws up the logistics of Christmas, and Santa Claus gets mad about it and decides that all the trans kids go on the naughty list. Unbeknownst to Santa, his chief of staff is a closeted trans elf, and she decides to fight him on this new policy. And um, one brave elf will risk it all to save Christmas. <laughs> In a world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it is the my first ever shot at producing a, a piece of narrative fiction, the, like an old school radio drama type thing, but, you know, more stylized for uh, – for modern day and it was a lot of fun oh that sounds awesome i need so did do you have a link that you can send us absolutely absolutely it's in the gatheus manifesto podcast feed so you know itunes breaker stitcher wherever you uh, get your podcast from and are you suggesting i should put include that in the show notes i may be and i also gotta say the fact that uh a few weeks ago callie co-hosted my show with me where i made references to my fan fiction with callie Wright, and then suddenly i'm in a radio drama where she's my wife i don't think it's a coincidence i'm just saying <laughs> I, I think we should probably put a show low, uh, <laughs> links in the show notes to that too. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, yes Marissa, will you send us your links to your your fan fiction? Certainly. Awesome. I mean, what? There is no fan fiction. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, so what genres of fan fiction do you go for? All of them. Oh my. Yeah, but see, once it's Marissa... Callie right. There is no limit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. Well, it was fan fiction and headcanon, but like once Callie put it out, then it just became canon. Like once, I mean, I, that's true. Yeah, it's just the way it is. True. Hey, we that should... means in some universe I'm married to Callie. I'll take it. 
<laughs> All right, we should probably actually get back to the war on Christmas. But that's part of the war on Christmas because, like, yeah. I, I've heard yeah. from lots of people on the conservative side, like the religious side, that like just being alive around Christmas and being an atheist around Christmas, like you're just like tacking Christmas. Score! I can be yeah, lazy. I mean, <laughs> the, we're we're representing the atheists, the gays, and the transes. You know, yeah. that's that's we're, we're yeah we're taking all the boxes off. Nice. So what is you so let's go around real quick. What is everyone's favorite um argument of war on Christmas? You know, everyone they always pop up with like five or six different things. Uh, Marissa, do you want to go first? Sure. Um my favorite argument is that somehow because gay people uh don't have to be beaten in the streets right now, at least, you know, at, at least that's not publicly encouraged behavior in most circles, that that somehow means that we are openly defying Christmas. And I also feel it necessary to point out the hypocrisy of the fact that everybody's like, oh, you know, everybody should celebrate Christmas. And then, you know, oh, you're doing it wrong because you're not Jesusing hard enough. <laughs> well, I don't know about y'all, but I Jesus so hard. <laughs> I've seen the star six times in theaters. Hi. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, good. I was going to be like, Maddie, you don't need to do that to yourself. <laughs> I heard the Gamcast episode. It sounded terrifying. I mean, to paraphrase know? another popular movie reviewer, they review it so we don't have to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, though actually we'll be step kind of stepping on their toes at some point. Uh, Deborah from Beyond the trailer park i think maddie and i and then maybe dan are going to be doing skullduggery which is a movie about D and it's absolutely horrible i've already watched it once i have not seen this movie it's i did not know i was doing this and now oh. i'm really excited about doing it <laughs> yeah so by the way maddie <laughs> merry I, christmas merry, oh yes it's a canadian flick too oh, god <laughs> sorry all right <laughs> Well, to boot time. Uh, Callie, how about you? What's your favorite argument? Oh, mine is, is just the, the whole argument surrounding, you know, Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays and that whole thing. Because I work in a call center. And so, like, I have aggressively heard Merry Christmas several times. Um, like, I, I and I just took to just not even saying anything about holidays or Christmas at all on my calls when I was still taking phone calls regularly. I'm a lead now, so I don't take phone calls regularly, but like I would say something like, Oh yeah, happy holidays. And like, Merry Christmas. Like, oh, okay. Uh, like people are just super, super militant about Merry Christmas. And it's like, I, I want to believe that it's one of those things that people are making up that like, there's only like five people in the world who are really that angry about it. They just yell really loud, but in my experience, it, it really is a ton of people who are just really, really worked up about the whole Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays thing. And and so, like, I've just taken to just not even say anything. Like, I'm just pretending it's not any kind of holiday season. Like, yep, you have a good day. <laughs> and, just, yep. and just leaving it at that. So, yeah, that that's my favorite. And, and also at stores, too. Like, you can just see, like, I hate shopping at Walmart, but stuff's cheap and I'm not rich. So, like... I'll go into Walmart and you can see the greeter, like just the, the utmost sense of self-satisfaction, Merry Christmas as their head turns and they're like staring at you. Only my thing counts. 
<laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I celebrate Christmas too, and I still want nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Christmas, you know, outside of the buying tons of gifts crap that gets on my nerves, is now that I've got so many like kids and grandkids. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I love Christmas. I love Christmas lights. I love Christmas dinner. I love having friends and family over to get together, but only because it's a convenient day that we all have the day off work. I like food. I like cookies. And I like giving people stuff after that. It can go away. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. For me, yeah. I I don't even care about like Christmas itself, like all the trappings of Christmas. None of it really means anything to me. I just like, it's a day for me to spend time with my family. And uh, a friend of mine throws one of the best Christmas parties ever. And I really look forward to that every year. But as far as actual Christmas goes, I I really just, I, I don't care. I worked in retail for too long and like working in retail is enough to ruin almost anyone on the holidays because like I have seen people near fist fighting over a DVD player and like that's something you can't unsee. (laughs) Maddie, how about you? What's your favorite thing with Warren Christmas? Lately it's been those stupid Starbucks cups. Really? Just because it's like, (laughs) it's so incredibly stupid and inane and, and just like, it makes no sense whatsoever like why do you care what this random company is putting on their cup or not like, putting on their cup right I, I i don't get it i mean i get the whole merry I christmas happy holidays things more than i understand why this is a big deal i mean and i i get it in the sense that like everything has to be about them but i don't I'll... think it's that no uh, if if i may oh yeah um with the advent of fox news and the fact that it likes to frame discussions as there's always an attack, and it's it's a seasonal thing. It it, it was like Ebola in that one president, uh, one uh, senatorial election. Like it was a big thing, and then all of a sudden the election happened, and then it just mysteriously disappeared when they got the results they wanted. But it's more of a combining of the victim narrative and of moral superiority and self righteousness. So you know you get to paint yourself as being in the majority, but somehow constantly being under attack because other people exist. So you get to go, hey, wait. I'm the better person here. Why are all these people talking? How dare they not say the thing that's important to me? Because if I celebrate it my way, nobody else should be allowed to do it any other way. There's one right way to do things, and that's my way. And I think it also comes back to, uh, you know, there's that old saying that, like, I don't know how true it is, but I I tend to believe that there is at least some truth in it, in that uh, the the more time you spend evangelizing your particular point of view on religion or anything like that, uh, in a certain way, I feel like you're trying to convince yourself as much as you're trying to convince other people. Like you're not entirely sure that where you're coming from is the right place. So like you have to, you have to externalize that because you know that in some way, maybe your foundation is a little shaky. Um, you know, I, I can unpack that a couple of ways and say like, well, I evangelize on social justice issues. So does that mean the same thing for me? But um, I don't know. I, I tend to think there is some level of truth in that. And I would actually say that because, I mean, there's there's a difference between evangelizing with like the social justice issues because you can feel the, the passion that you have, that this is something you believe in. When these guys are doing it, they're angry. They're and, you know, I'm going to quote Yoda. Anger comes from fear. Well, I'm paraphrasing Yoda. But anger comes from fear. Yeah. And if they're afraid that they're, they have this doubt and such, that might be it. But anyways, please stay with us through the break. And we'll return to Atheist Talk with Marissa Alexa McCool and Callie Wright and Maddie Love. 
Welcome back to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz, in with, with Batty Love and our guests, Marissa Alexa McCool and Callie Wright. Before we get back, however, I want to remember remind everyone listening that immediately following the program, you can listen to American Atheist Viewpoint, an official production from American Atheist. Please note, you can catch American Atheist Viewpoint by subscribing to the podcast version in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the podcast player of your choice. As for the here and now, again, as I said, this is pre-recorded, but you can always email us at radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at at Atheist Talk, or check out our Facebook page, Atheist Talk. We are having a fast and amazing conversation about the war on Christmas as the four of us are deep in the trenches. Um, and I'm going to go take my turn quick and say the pro- biggest thing I have with the war on Christmas is when people say it's a season. I'm sorry, Christmas is a day. You do not get to have you – know, I kind of let the whole one-month thing work, but then people try to get it earlier and earlier. And I'm like, can't you just have this little time? My favorite holiday is Halloween. And if somebody has their Halloween decorations up for too long, y'all freak out. <laughs> I want to go as Santa for Halloween one year. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Can you be evil Santa? Oh, who cares? Just No, just Santa. Like evil Santa, like mall Santa Santa. I was going to say, if you, if you go as like a Saint Nick, I will be your Krampus. Well, that's not fair. You're more fun. <laughs> Fine, I'll be Saint Nick. I'd go as Mrs. Claus, but nobody would know. Like, who are you? You're just some lady like, in a red dress. Yeah, I'm like, well, good job in gendering me correctly and all, but like, that's not the point. <laughs> Speaking of Santa, what are, what are the thoughts of Santa on the War on Christmas? Because I mean, you have the Saint Nicholas character, but then you have Santa Claus, which is kind of like a cartoonized version of him. You know, is how does that work for everyone? I'm just I'm just really upset with what he did to Nelly. Um, <laughs> this whole uh, th- this whole new policy. If I, <laughs> I just yes, Santa, uh, don't misgender my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm guessing uh, this is that, the Christmas that's a, story, that's right? A call back to the yeah, that, that's a callback. Okay, the good. Show. That's the Christmas episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm her wife in the episode. Yep. Um, no. <laughs> I think, I mean, just like Elf on the Shelf, I, I think it's just like a really creepy way to like control kids. And I, I don't know that it initially set out to be that, but, and, and thankfully it wasn't really used that way against me, at least not that I remember. But I mean, you hear it all of the time, like, well, if you do this, Santa's not going to bring you any presents. And it's like, and <clears throat> here's the thing. I'm not a parent. So I don't want to try to speak from a position of authority, but in my head, I'm thinking like, well, shouldn't we be having conversations about why things are right or wrong? Like I get sometimes you need to be expeditious and just like, I need you to stop doing this thing so we can get the hell out of the grocery store. (laughs) You know? So like maybe that's not the time for uh, a, a deep moral conversation and maybe I just need you to stop doing the thing. And this is the way that I can get you to stop doing the thing. So like, I'm not hating on it. But but yeah, it, it seems like a really sort of gross and convenient way to circumvent a discussion around right or wrong and just be like, well, do this and you get presents. Don't do this and you don't get presents when like everybody knows you're probably going to get presents anyways. I'm pretty sure it's been used actually for a really long time because if you look at the at the Krampus story, that's been going on for I think 200 years ish. And Krampus, right. Krampus was a heck of a lot worse than Cole. <laughs> <laughs> he would he would take you in his sack and then he'd like literally take you to hell. I also feel it's like 
it, it was a really great argument to manipulate good behavior because we didn't have cell phones when we were kids. So, uh, you know, uh, Santa's watching was a great argument until the best argument to try to get your kids to stop doing the thing is I'll take your cell phone away. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you want to know what your kids are doing, you can wiretap them with Alexa or Google Home or you always Santa always knows what you're doing now. Santa heard yeah, what you just searched for. Those things don't record for. conversations. Come on. Right. <laughs> I am never having children. <laughs> Same. No, I love talking about my children when my children can see and hear me. It's fun because <laughs> they they're not allowed to say anything. It's it's the one time where I can talk and they can't talk back. It's great. Actually. Um, speak because Callie, you spoke about the elf on the shelf thing, and I actually laugh at that because I have um, I kickstarted something called Krampus in the Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, the little toy for that is actually less creepy than the Elf on a Shelf, in my That's opinion. That's not possible. It is. It actually, it's actually kind of adorable. Because that that Elf on a Shelf is just adorable. The way he always like he can follow you around the room no matter where you are, and always know where you're looking. Nope. I'm just kidding. That thing, needs to, that I thing looks ne- like it's going to murder you. I have never understood why. I, I I am not a fan of Elf on the Shelf. Some of my kids have it for their kids. And it's like, thankfully, they use, don't use it with the... It's more fun. It's not like Santa's watching you kind yeah. of thing. It's more just, hey, what funny and cute thing can the elf be doing today? I think I, I get really tired of having to redo it every single day. It's have not you considered that Elf on a Shelf may have written Baby It's Cold Outside? That would really tie together <laughs> two very creepy things. So, actually, I'm going to use that as a segue, Marissa. So, there's actually been something going around about that song on Facebook mm-hmm. and such, stating that it's supposed to be a song of female empowerment. And since we do happen to have four women on here, do we want to take a crack at it? Otherwise, we can skip it. Well, um, so go ahead, Callie. Well, so yeah, and, and I actually I posted that on the Gaytheist Manifesto Facebook page, just kind of soliciting thoughts. Like, I was just curious what people think, and I get what people are saying, but I also think that we can't ignore the context that we exist in today. Of course, we can acknowledge the context that that song existed in in the past, and that it may not mean may not have meant the thing then that it does now. But I also think like. You know, we're, we're talking about the idea that a woman feels pressured that she has to act like this. And like, that's still not the best message to send. Like, even if we're like, okay, so it's not a song about, uh, about sexual assault. Okay. That's not what it's about. But like, it's still about some pretty, some pretty gross stuff when it comes to the dan- dynamics between, between men and women. And so like, I, I'm, I'm still comfortable leaving that one in the past i'm not outraging over it like like some folks are but i'm I'm definitely comfortable just kind of leaving that one to the past all right marissa I, I hate all christmas music but that's also because i had to work in retail for 16 years and oh. the year that totally killed any interest in christmas music for me uh, okay so it would start november 1st and it would be on until january 3rd And now keep in mind, this is a menswear store selling suits. For some reason, it was all Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, Jessica Simpson, the Cheetah Girls, 
and it was an eight-hour loop. So I had to hear it at least once a day for two months. Except one year where there was a glitch and it became a one hour, 45 minute loop. <laughs> so I had to hear oh. it four to six times a day. And that killed any love I had left for Christmas music, which admittedly was not much to begin with. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not generally. Favorite, a f- I'm sorry, guy. My favorite one was the Taylor Swift song calling Jesus Christ the birthday boy. That was a classic. <laughs> Oh, sweet God. I think I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> I did not know that was a thing. Saved our lives. That was the chorus. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh. Oh. Well, we will return with our guests and talking more about the war on Christmas right after the break. Please stay with us. I'm Hertie Hertz. And we're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, and we are having what I would definitely classify as a wonderful conversation with Marissa Alexa McCool, Kelly Wright, and Maddie Love. Before we continue this conversation, which will be our final segment with Marissa Alexa McCool and Kelly Wright and Maddie Love, there's a bit of housekeeping I need to attend to. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina, Minnesota. Please consider visiting our sponsors. If you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on the program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at I also want to note our dedicated group of volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. I also want to note our donors of the week, which actually, since this is pre-recorded, I do not have, but I want to thank every single one of you very much for helping us. If you are able to help with a donation, please consider doing so at our radio fund page or our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash atheistalk. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization, and we couldn't do this show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note all opinions are of the guests and hosts only and do not necessarily reflect Minnesota Atheist as an organization. As always, check out the Minnesota Atheist website for podcasts and for previous programs. You can browse our articles, book reviews, and peruse the calendar of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the Atheist Weekly email, which will tell you where to give you links to upcoming events. It's a great way to stay connected in the community. We always have tons of activities going around the Twin Cities. If you enjoy the show and all that Minnesota Atheist has to offer, please consider becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has some great perks. Check out how and what on the website. With all that relevant and very useful information out of the way, let's get back to our conversation with Melissa Alexa McCool, Kelly Wright, and Maddie Love. You know, I just Melissa? Like- <laughs> oh, did I say, Marissa, Marissa, ah, my enunciation needs a little work today. Uh, you, you did so good with the script, too. And I, get, that is like uh, the fastest I've ever heard her read that. And listeners, you know, we're pre-recording this, so she did about six takes. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Yeah, um, there, so there's actually a, a script that I have to read for certain things at work, and um, I've been telling the people because i read it so fast i'm considering a second job in doing that little back part of a commercial where they do because <laughs> i read it so fast elf on the shelf is not suitable for all children <laughs> no i actually heard uh, somebody was talking about santa and children and such and they were they tried to do the santa thing and the kid actually got really afraid of the idea of santa coming into their house and such and they actually had to scrap santa very very quickly Little kids afraid of, wow. afraid of like older white males crawling into their house in the middle of the night. 
I think that's a healthy fear to have. I mean, I don't think that kids should have to be afraid of things like that, but like, I mean, it is a pretty creepy story if you just take it at its face value. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, how many, how many like scary story movies are there out there about Santa coming in? I don't know any of them. Really? There's there is one? one? I don't one. I don't watch horror movies at all. I would oh. rather watch a Christmas story on repeat on TNT every year than watch a, a single horror movie. I have not. There is a Santa's Sleigh, spelled S-L-A-Y. Oh, With Bill Goldberg, a Jewish wrestler. <laughs> it is such a great movie. Okay, are we talking like bad great or good great? Uh, it's uh, not good. <laughs> it's good great. <laughs> Best Christmas movie ever. Yeah, cause I'm, I'm like I'm like thinking, is this like the room? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a Christmas story too. Ooh, all oh, right. what? That's a thing. Look no. it up. Is is that like Rocky Horror two kind of thing? Like the first one you can like, but the second one you should just like burn and pretend like it never happened. Okay, shock treatment wasn't that bad. Okay, sure. Uh, a, a Christmas story two came out like two years ago, and it stars Daniel Stern. <laughs> it's it's just as bad as you think. That's the guy from Home Alone, right? Like one of the yes, wet bandits. Is. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> nope. I'm good. The, nope. the not Joe Pesci one. <laughs> <laughs> so the not funny one. <laughs> no, he had a. He was in his, his baseball movie. I forgot what it was called, but he's like teaching Rookie his of the year. Yes, and he's like talking about one of my favorite jokes. I still use it with my kids. It's like you take hot ice. You take ice and you put it in the microwave. It's the best of both worlds. It's hot ice. Yep. <laughs> it's such a terrible joke when my kids every time are like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, I actually had an interview with his brother. I was a finalist in a uh, in an internship through UPenn with his brother, uh, David Stern, and uh, his writing partner. But I, I don't know. Probably some guy got it, probably. <laughs> and that's not David Stern, like the current commissioner of the NBA? It is not. Okay, just checking. Just checking. That would have been an off. Never mind. <laughs> so before the break we were talking about music and we were talking about the different songs and such um has anyone heard of the little drummer boy challenge oh no. god no but i think i know where this is going i, I actually tried i actually participated this year it's kind of like the game you know you're, you don't really have to say you're doing anything your whole thing is you have to go as long as you can without hearing the little drummer boy and if somebody oh. now if somebody has Christmas music at their party and and such and they try to sneak it in that doesn't count you know because people can be rude and try to you know sabotage. I was so close on Friday. I was at the ball because I was going to go see Star Wars or Wednesday. I'm sorry. When and lo and behold, I take a listen to the music and it's Little Drummer Boy and I was like, dang it. <laughs> I haven't heard that one, but I did hear uh, or seen on Facebook the Wham Christmas or. I don't hear much wham in my life, so... Yeah. Which, you know, is probably a negative thing, but... Yeah. See, where I thought that was going is uh, when I when I was playing in bands, we used to do this thing called the Dragula Challenge, and I'm sure you remember the song Dragula from I, Rob Zombie. I from love like that song. Early 2000s, late, late 90s. And so the Dragula Challenge is you literally just have to play that song on repeat, and the first person to give up loses. Oh, um, and, and so that, that's where I thought that was going. That was a game that was played in the, in the tour van. I could, I could, um, I could handle several renditions of Dragula, probably a lot more than drummer boy. Cause I mean, drummer boy, it's like you get, I don't know, 10, 10 notes in and I'm already like, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, speaking of that song, so I'm not I'm not a fan of Christmas music either, and I don't have any particularly traumatic experiences like Marissa's with with Christmas music. It's just something I've generally I just I don't really care for it that much. Except there is a a classic rock Christmas album. I don't even remember what it's called, but it's got a uh, little drummer boy by Bob Seger, I think. And uh, the U2 Christmas song, Baby, Please Come Home, and a, a couple of other like classic rock Christmas songs. And I've got a lot of great memories around that with my mom because it was like my mom's favorite thing. Like she would just play that album nonstop in the car and I, I loved it as a kid. And so now like, it, it's not something that I necessarily go out of my way to listen to, but I kind of hear those songs a lot around Christmas time. So like I have some pleasant feelings around like those specific versions of that song, uh, of those songs. But uh, But yeah, generally speaking, not a fan either. Yeah, I have one good Christmas music story, and that is um, I saw Trans-Siberian Orchestra a few years ago, and they announced that, you know, they had a meet and greet after the show, but I had to work at that same store at 7 in the morning the next morning, so not only did I not stay, but I had to leave before the crowds because I was 50 years old when I was 29 (laughs) or whatever, but um, I actually contacted them the next day and said, look, I think you guys are amazing, and I wanted the chance to meet you, but I have to work during the holiday season, and I didn't get the chance. A few days later, a poster signed by the entire band showed up in my mailbox. Yeah. That is so Aww. cool. That, that's definitely true. I have, I have not. We've, we've missed TSO in town once since they started. We saw them at the Fitz, which is a little 400-seat theater, 500-seat theater, the first time they came around. That's... The Fitz yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first first time we saw them. And we missed them one year because my wife, Julie, had an emergency appendectomy. And we have third row That's tickets so in the Quad Cities. Like, right. What was she thinking? I know. <laughs> it was so frustrating. Like, but, yeah, we're big. We're big. That's, that's really my, my favorite kind of Christmas music. I still love, you know, I used to be a fundy. Uh, I still love their guitar rendition of Oh Holy Night. I still think it's, like, super powerful, even though, like, I don't, like, think it's, you know... <laughs> But then again, I think the Imperial March is powerful, too, from Star Wars. Uh, because I, it is? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't think Darth Vader is real. So, like, that's kind of how I've rationalized with the thoughts. Like, I can like this, <laughs> I can like this Christmas music. It's Santa, Darth Vader. They're both fake. One is, one is a little more evil than the other. But, you know, the other is still kind of icky. Yeah, well, like Darth, God, like Darth Santa. We were having that conversation earlier. Yeah, that's that's true. I was like, God is definitely more evil than Darth Vader. <laughs> that's true. He's killed more people. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, I heard Star Wars and I tuned out. What's going on? Oh. <laughs> we were just talking about how uh, how Spock was like on Death Star and he was choking out uh, and like a Cylon. I oh. all of a sudden have to leave because I hate you all. Yeah, Callie, I'm right there with you. I, I'm, I'm sitting across from Maddie and I'm just looking like, I don't know if I can call you friend anymore, sweetie. Sorry, yeah, like but... there, there are certain jokes you just don't make. Right. Some things just aren't funny. Right. Like Gandalf teaching Harry Potter. Oh. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To be fair, when it comes to movies, media, music, stuff like that, I don't care for most things, but I'm at least uh, honest about it. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't care for most things. (laughs) I really don't. (laughs) I don't like it. It's just the way it is. Get a degree in cinema. You'll hate everything. (laughs) I can respect that. I mean, it, my my big thing with geeky being a geek is everyone's going to have their thing, and you know, what they like is what they like, and 
don't try to pressure somebody into something they don't want to they don't really have an interest in yeah yeah everyone's allowed to have their own thing as long as they re- recognize that star trek is clearly superior to all of it it's fine <laughs> Well, I mean, this is a really enterprising conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. I was going to say, are we counting the last movies? I love the no. last movies. No, no. But we've had this conversation on the Patreon. The last movies, but we're not we're not counting those. Yeah, we we if 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 we do some Patreon, Kelly, you and I can totally bash on those movies. (laughs) Yes. Typically, typically our Patreon is is a lot of geeky stuff. Um. Which is a lot of fun, uh, but back to back to it. So I know that there are some legal things that usually actually do have with the war on Christmas and such, um, such as the the nativity scenes and such on public property, and that's always an interesting one. Any any thoughts that you would like to share on those? Oh yeah, there is someone in the Dayton area. So I live in Cincinnati, and Dayton's about forty minutes north of us. And there was someone, if I remember correctly, was they were in Dayton, who put up a zombie nativity. <gasps> that is awesome. And uh, the city decided that what they were doing was against zoning laws, and decided that they were going to fine them for every day they left it up, even though. Uh, and, and I don't remember if it was like. If if it was actually in violation of zoning laws, but it was a law literally no one ever enforced, like every other nativity in town violated that law, but this person was the only person being fined. Uh, I, I don't remember if that was the situation or the situation was that it actually didn't and they were just trying to say that it did, um, trying to trying to pressure people out of it. So, yeah, that, that's my that's my nativity thing. Yikes. Marissa, do you have anything? Not really. Um, I, I'm I get kind of stuck on this because. I just I, I like to let people have their thing. It's just when it's public, you know, in public money. But then again, uh, the way the government structured things, uh, the separation of church and state is no longer going to exist because it doesn't matter anymore. And it, that's how it works now. Daddy. Oh, yeah, you're, but you're... we got like 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, well, thank you for tuning into Atheist Talk. We'd love for you to join us again next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. I'm proud to be on the air with Minnesota Atheists, and I hope that you've enjoyed the show. This show depends on the generous support of our members, our sponsors, and our donors. <laughs>